Hello and welcome to another episode of Snake Way, a Dragon Ball Watch podcast with me, Faden. And me, it's Siri. And we're trying something new here on this episode. Uh, we, we've been watching anime together, and so we kind of want to talk about it, but we don't want to like have to do something special every time we watch some anime or really take a break to just talk about this. So we're going we're gonna to do a first segment from now on. Where we talk about an anime we're both watching together. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's this week's anime, Cheery? Birdie Wing, a golf girl story. Yeah, a golf girl's story. It's girl's story. Possessive. Yeah. So possessive or is multiple? It has an apostrophe. Okay. So pos- possessive. Okay. Wait. Yes. Yes. Either way, it's a golf anime. Uh, uh, a very um, heavily. Yuri vibe golf anime. Well, not even vibes anymore. No, not it was. It was never. It was never ever vibes. It was in your face. Yuri. but I don't know what is it. A, is it a shonen or is it a sojo? Because I don't know. It's kind of like fifty fifty both, probably. Yeah. So it's best way to describe it. It's just, it is very like fight anime aesthetics applied to golf. Yeah. Yeah. Normal sports shonen, but stars stars a girl named Eve from Narfree. I don't know if that's an actual real country. I don't think it is. No, I don't think so. But it's like a it's like a Mediterranean sort yeah, of Eastern European. I feel like right, Eastern European, but also kind of like Mediterranean with all the sea and stuff. Yeah, it's could be the Black Sea. Could be the Black Sea. She's poor. She meets her golf girl rival, ran mostly by the mafia. Oh yeah, yeah. She's doing well, mafia the country. It seems like because she's not doing mafia. She's just hustling people. She's a poor girl with a poor family, hustling, hustling folks, but not for the mafia. She doesn't do that <laughs> shit because you know that leads to getting yourself killed. Yeah, I love the mafia entanglements though. It's no, just a, it's good. It's just a fun show with a lot of fun characters. Her mm-hmm. rival, um, Amawashi, she is. Like the uh, classical golfer, she's the pure like yeah, love the sport. Pure, yeah, pure the the right way to play. Very much the right form, the right like technique. Best shot on every hole. Best shot on every hole. No, Eve, not taking risks. Not taking risks, but playing smartly. Mm-hmm. Eve just takes all the risks. Hundred percent risk. And her entire goal is to ram it into the cup. Yeah, and and well, and her. Part of golf is to shoot her opponents through, and right. it's about breaking their spirit from the very first shot. Yeah, so she hits. He, she always kills them on the drive, and she like does like finger guns and go bam. I, I, Eve's fun. Eve's fun. Mm-hmm. She's constantly flirting with Amawashi. Always problems. The show seems like it's going to be one thing, and then yeah, it. Com- I think it was just the whole time. It was, but then it became more like a, a high school. Anime compared to the first part of the show. It's not a high school anime, though. It's just the setting changes. True. There's literally not a single bit of her in high school, really. Yeah, but in the sense that, like, uh, Haikyuu is also kind of a high school volleyball anime. Sure. Like, yeah, we don't see the school. So this so this anime, as far as shonen sports anime go, I think it's a little bit more push towards the shonen where it's like a little bit wackier yeah and well, some of them are like more serious levels but it's also still like it's it's pretty wacky but it's a lot of fun they have name moves yeah they have name moves there's a fucking sick ass arena 
that just the mafia owned that just oh so the mafia instead of hiding wars over their turf. Yeah, instead of gang wars, which I Man. still think they have. They sometimes settle with golf. Maybe. But yeah, they try to settle with golf so they don't get in trouble with the authorities. And so they have this <laughs> randomizer underground golf like mecha fortress. Yeah, that it's they done with hydraulic lifts. Make sick ass cutscenes to put out new golf courses. <laughs> great show. It's great good, show. Good randomizer. Everyone I watch it. I love the um that one there's everyone has like the special move, but the one woman who's in the zone is her special move, and she yeah. just imagined flowers. Time stops. Yeah, she time stops. She can focus real well. That's her special mm-hmm. she ability. She draws everything out. Drawn everything out, and she just sees like flowers grow the past. She wants to hit the ball, and she uses it to like it's like her chipping. It's like her approaching shots. Yeah, and I think long putts. Yeah, and long putts. It's <laughs> really good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but, sh- so, like, that's the thing where it's, like, it's very silly, as in, like, you freeze time and there's a flower patch, but then she's also still just hitting a good golf shot. Yeah. So, like, this it's not, like, ridiculous levels all the time. Right. It's um, not like there's magic or anything. But they really do, like, they hype it up really fun. Oh, yeah. It's just complete just going for the hype. Yeah. And it's great. It's great. It's really great. Also, like, no men in it. Literally not a single important male character in the whole show. Well, that's kind of not true, though, because... Men influence the main character's yes, they style. Did inter- yes. But, mentors are, but they're, they're not in the show. That's so. true. They're not, we don't, like, we, we barely see them. nothing see about them. flashbacks. Well, we also see uh, Eve's teacher one time. <laughs> yeah. But That's we get funny. some weird scenes. That, Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some weird, weird scenes. But overall, a lot of fun. Can't wait for it to come back. I think it's like the first season and yeah, we finished part just one. this winter. So. Yeah. A lot of fun. Really, really, really fun show. They they need to go the whole mile and make it in- explicitly queer. I need them to end up officially together. I mean, sh- yeah, I, yeah. I I don't even uh, I it, don't even know how much it matters. The show is incredibly eerie. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the, true. like in the way that like who, who there none of the male characters even matter. How could they? How could it be anything else unless they just none of them end up in a relationship? I do love how Eve's just so hot to everyone, and everyone does what she says because of how hot she is. This is. Something that was added after the fact. But it's fair because now she's in a place where she's the outlier. Yeah. Even though she's already the outlier, clearly. Yeah, true. Should we uh, crack into some Dragon Ball? Dragon Ball. All right. Before uh, we get into dr- the, the Dragon Ball start, though, I need to shoot some strays out at some people. Well, mostly Master Roshi. Um, <laughs> he's just a terrible master. And I was thinking about the tournament arc where, like, oh, we were giving him props for, like, oh, yeah, he did try and, like, you know, wanted to have a rival for his masters. Because he's like, oh, we need someone stronger mm-hmm. so that he'll have someone to chase after. Bitch, you are stronger. You could have just showed up to the tournament and beat him. But he didn't want to have Goku trying to beat his ass all the time. Yeah. So he was like, only put on his alter ego so that he doesn't try to fight me all the time. I think that Might makes sense. I- he's just so lazy. Well, yeah, but, yeah. But Goku needs it, so it's fine. Goku could get it from Roshi. It's fine. Uh, All right. Anyways. After that, um, <laughs> just a quick swerve over to Roshi. Let's get into episode thirty-five. Cold reception. Goku is dragged into his most exciting adventure yet. Literally. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, treacherous red... <laughs> the treacherous Red Ribbon Army threatens a peaceful village. Soldiers ravage the land in search of another Dragon Ball, destroying anything that gets in their way. 
and a dark secret looms in a mysterious tower, which holds the source of the villagers' woes. But forget all that. Goku discovers snow. You know, do you think it'd be more, more morally good to just give the Red Ribbon Army the better radar so they don't have to go and fucking harass just millions of people across the world because there might be a Dragon Ball somewhere in like a hundred square fucking miles of this place. <laughs> Anyways, I hate the Red Ribbon Army. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they... <laughs> We, we we get them kind of just like scouring and tearing ter- uh, terrorizing the village people a lot in this episode. Yeah, like just breaking into houses, not, just not even really asking questions. Just, just shooting up the wall. Hey, is the little boy here? Everyone says Dragon no. Ball. no. Dragon Ball, little boy. Well, we're gonna shoot your house to shit, anyways. <laughs> they see this is more points in my theory that they're just supposed to be America. Yeah. Well. I mean, we well, see later on that they're very clearly Americans. True. Except weird. But. Except weird. General White, very thick Russian accent. By thick, I mean very cartoonish and inconsistent. All the accents are inconsistent. Oh, God. That's just Dragon Ball. Yeah. That's just the English dub for Dragon Ball. Extremely Even inconsistent accents. Goku gets rescued by, what's her name? Snow. Suno. S-U-N-O. No, Snow. She says snow multiple times in in the in the dub. Oh, because when she when he asks her what it is, it's like it's my name, silly. <laughs> That's right. Her name is Snow. Yeah. So Goku gets rescued by Snow. Snow, yeah. Literally <laughs> from the snow. From the snow. Snow saves him from snow. This is a weird episode where it feels like this is a more almost innocent version of the adventure stories we have been getting. It doesn't feel as vulgar or gross in this specific episode where it's like, oh, Snow rescues Goku. Snow's mom's all nice. We don't have like a weird uncle or grandpa hanging around. Goku doesn't do a pat down. On anybody, yep. Yeah. Hasn't done a pat down. (laughs) I hope this continues. We're on a nice streak of him not doing it. He has to go to the vet. Like he, we get a quick, that's right. This is why this episode's weird. We get a mini clip show. Yes. Of Goku explaining the Dragon Ball. How the Dragon Balls work. He tells the story after being warmed up of how, why he's here and what the Dragon Balls are for. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shows them one of the Dragon Balls. And we came to Revelation. I don't think, I think maybe we talked about this earlier, but we were looking at the inconsistencies. We talked about inconsistencies in the Dragon Balls and the way they look from shot to shot. Yeah. Last and, episode we were mentioning that. And I'm pretty sure now that it's because the stars are like inside the balls. So when you look at them from weird angles, they like kind of are shot in weird ways. Because the more I look at them, the more it seems clearer they're not on the surface. Like, play, like people don't, like, finger the holes or anything. And they're also always showing. So it's, like, it makes True. more sense if they're inside. And then they're just magical. That's why they're always facing you. Right. It just feels like sometimes the way the star moves, it just doesn't feel real. I mean, the actual answer is, no matter where the sphere is, the viewer has to know how many stars there are. So you just got to yeah. get those stars on there. It's it's a magical ball, also, but they're on the inside. Like that, I feel like that just conceptualizing it as the stars are on the inside. And I think when you like even buy like real life Dragon Balls, True, the they're like the laser on, they're, crafted or whatever or the, etched. Yeah, but I think even then, like they're not on the outside of the ball. They're like literally right. encased in these little like. Yeah, inside. you can do you can do laser etching inside like objects. I. I think that's what it's called. I think it's just like, I think they just have like 
black star or like colored stars inside like the clear put like inside the clear resin. Obviously, the answer is we need to buy some Dragon Balls, Pilaf yes. style. Buy some Dragon Balls, but yeah, I, that's what I. That's my theory on why the stars are, are so, you know, wobbly. Yeah, I love the uh, scene we get with General White with him drinking, looking at the cameras. Oh yeah, so we yeah we cut we he drink she Dragon Ball brings him in or Snow brings Goku in. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> my favorite character, Dragon Ball. Um, <laughs> Goku in, and the mom's like, oh, or she's like, this. You should let this boy die. Like, you should let the boy. This is like official business. Oh, he's alive. She's like, oh shit. They bring him in, and then it cuts to General Snow opening up the alcohol, and so it's like, is she just gonna give him a bunch of booze <laughs> to warm him up? Because that's what came to my mind when I right. see that cut. Quick, we need to give and that kid General booze. Snow chugging it. I'm like, oh, that makes that makes sense for that cut, I guess. Yeah, yeah. General always just like drinking, looking at the monitors, and like, I'm gonna get you, boy. <laughs> it's really. Just a weird no, no. guy. Well, actually, one of my favorite things here is Snow says the most, maybe the most incorrect thing ever said in Dragon Ball so far. Oh, yeah. Which is like, oh, this little bug. Good at scrambling around. How oh, yeah, can he, he dodge up. my whole army? Maybe I should fire them and hire him. And I'm like, a bug scurrying away might be the worst possible description of Goku ever. Because he does neither of those things ever. I love how you want to call him General Snow. I don't, I just, General Snow is just, what his name should be. <laughs> I just now imagine Snow, though, as a general. <laughs> just wearing the red Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, General White's really funny. <laughs> just, and he, like, has such a weird conception of Goku because his only interaction is crash plane, run away. And he beat, he beat General, whatever. Or, or Colonel yeah, Silver. Colonel Silver, yeah. Which is a feat. It is a feat. He does acknowledge Colonel Silver. Not not a, not, not an a easy guy to beat. But, I mean, he's no General White, though. General White implies very much that he's so strong at some point. This whole coming episode is just straight egos. Because they're all <laughs> idiots. But their egos can't help them. In fact, they mostly just fuck them up hard. So, Goku also displays an understanding. I, I'm so, I was surprised he, uh, he displayed this understanding. They... Mom and daughter say, hey, like the Red Ribbon Army have weapons. We don't have weapons. They, they're really dangerous and they're also holding our village elder. So we can't really do anything. And they conscripted all the men. And he said like, well, there's, and he's like, there's not very many soldiers. Why don't you just fight them? Yeah. And then, and see, this is the key. Goku is not actually very dumb. Just no one ever explains anything to him. True. Because when she explains that. They have guns and we can't we can't really beat them. He's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Goku instantly gets it. He gets it instantly. He gets his first diplomacy. Well, not his first, but a diplomacy lesson one hundred and one. <laughs> if they have guns and you can't eat bullets for breakfast, then you have a hard time. It is interesting though. He doesn't listen to Chi Chi though. What does Chi Chi say? Well, just in general, he doesn't pay attention to what she says. Oh yes, but he will for other people. Now, at least. She, he does He does listen to what, some of what Chi-Chi says. But Chi-Chi also just, she, she going and going and going. She's, yeah, she does like and the he just, like, falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so they explain, they have guns, and he's like, well, okay, no problem. I'll go fight them for you. Yep. You, do, you saved my life, so it's the least I could do. So after Goku gets that explanation, we get, like, a sneaking scene. We hear, like, the sneaky music, the Red Ribbon Army theme, and they're... 
the the two soldiers we've been seeing, the dog and the guy, yeah. are just These encroaching assholes. onto the house. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Goku hides. Well, no, Goku... he was told to hide, but he has to use the bathroom. Yeah, remember when Army shows up? He's like, "I gotta go bathroom first. so he does. Yep. And the mom tries to save him, like you know, because she's a good person. Yep. Or whatever. She doesn't want to sell Goku out. Yep. They shoot the toilet up anyways. As he flushes the toilet, so they, they look around. The soldiers eat some of the fucking soup. Yeah. And they don't check the bathroom. So Goku flushes the toilet after using the bathroom, which we still won't tell him how to use a toilet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they shoot it. They, they shoot the toilet. And this this almost feels like a scene from like 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 an iconic like callback scene, where it's just, I mean, they both just unload for probably a good. It's like a minute. seconds, 45 seconds. And then you see like the wall getting blown up more. You get like a close up shot of the handle getting fucked up. Yeah. The sink being destroyed. Something all this shit getting blown the hell up. (laughs) Goku's fine though. Yeah. The door creaks open. He looks dead. And he's like, ow, that really hurt. Kicks their ass. Yeah. Hits him with a fucking incredible. I thought this guy's brother fucked up and he attacks so fast. We we don't even get to see the punches. Mm hmm. And they don't even knock him back. They just knock. They just fall over dead. They fall over, and uh, the red ribbon soldiers have a habit. Whenever Goku kicks their ass, their finger like clicks on the trigger, and they it never just drop stopped. their guns. They never drop their guns, and the dog just fires into the ceiling of the house with like a stunned look on his face. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure if he did something weird, it looked like magic what he did. And they he the lady's like. Are you okay? You punched him. And he's like, well, actually, I punched him like six times and kicked him out three times. Yeah. So he did hit them. We're just going to see it. We're just going to see it. And it, it was so devastating they didn't fly away. Goku gets some. Gets... I think he didn't kill them because Goku seemed nah. reluctant from killing people. But I don't know. They're alive. The mom's probably too good a person to kill him, too. So hopefully, no, the hopefully mom, she really tied him up or something. No, the mom definitely just stripped him and put him out in the snow and buried him in it. And just they hopefully, froze to death. I mean... <laughs> Hopefully. They deserve it. They're just shooting people's homes No, up. they deserve it, but... Who knows? Probably good, not. She's a good person. She's a good person. She's too good. She's a... Yeah. Goku run, gets, a, gets a nice winter fit of, like, a big yeah. blue coat. He tries to run out to fight him, and he's like, it's way too cold. Yeah. So we do get confirmation on the weakness that Goku, not immune to cold. Yep. So yet. we got two weaknesses. Three. He needs sleep. Yeah. Well, he needs food. Yeah. And he hates the cold. Oh, and also you can't but you can pull his tail. Oh, and, and you can't pull his tail. So four That's weaknesses. The real weakness, actually, like, like if you're in a battle and you need to beat Goku, pull his tail. Pull his tail. <laughs> Good luck. Or hit him with an ice beam. That tail might knock you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ice beam though. Mm. Yeah. Right. Big brain move. Big brain move. Uh, yeah. No, I love Goku's fit. His winter fit is so winter good. Fit is super cute. Yeah. Pink gloves are really great. Yeah. Love the black hat. He kicks some Big blue coat. He's like running. He books it. I love the effect of the snow blowing right behind him. Oh, first time he reacts positively to women wearing women's clothing or wearing clothing that's basically not his own or the jumpsuit. True. Yeah, he was fine with this. As long as he keeps them warm, he doesn't care. And as long as it's functional. That's what he cares about. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, I'm not in pain. <laughs> I'm not in pain. I'm oh, not freezing to death. Yeah, that's, that's good. He, oh, he runs to the muscle tower where the village elder is being held. Or run up on some tanks first. Right. Beats up tanks pretty easily. Pretty. It is a cool fight, though. It's a cool, like, little... Yeah, the thing about these are really cool 
It's just him just leveling just soldiers out. out yeah. Guys on a tank. He says, hey, are you ready for an heartbeat? I want to fight you. And then <laughs> goes and beats their ass. I do love when Goku uses stealth and like crawls oh, under the yeah. snow. We get the guerrilla tactics of him diving under the snow. Yeah, it's so cool. Pops up, scares soldiers. Scares a fucking guy to death until he gets his wind permanently knocked out of him. Yeah, he's using slasher villain tactics. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Comes up on the muscle tower. Power pull smacks a whole bunch of people, flies up, and we're ready. We're ready for Goku to climb the muscle tower. Yep. Which, great name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, honestly, I really like this episode. I think it was a lot of fun. Is this over? Me too. Good good flashback episode. Remember how Dragon Balls were? Oh, Snow called out fucking what's-his-face for wishing for a goddamn pair of panties. Yep. <laughs> Right? Good. Thank you. Thank you, Snow. Thank you, Snow. Yeah. But this brings us to episode 36, Major uh, Metallotron. In an effort to repay the kindness of... See, the the summary says, Suno and her mother, Goku vows to rescue their kidnapped village chief from the Red Rim Army's heavily fortified muscle tower. Goku storms the tower, but the hulking third-floor guard, Major Metallotron is determined to halt his ascent permanently. We were getting a little confused on the floors. I think what confused us is that Goku starts on the second floor. Because right. he jumps up with the power pole. Right. He and, skips and the first Opens floor. the door. So this is where we see uh, General White is kind of just dickwad. He doesn't actually like tell anybody what's going on no so he just throws so he busts in and like his, it's like the leisure like the lounge it seems like for his <laughs> soldiers um and it scares him because he just jumped on the second floor and he's they start like oh look at this kid i thought someone was actually gonna scare me and they're like general white should we show this kid what's on he's like yep take care of him <laughs> he's like you know you let him know <laughs> yeah just so he immediately him. dispatches them using a lot of his cool moves like mm-hmm. shutter speed and shutter speed after image after image <laughs> and something and one of the other ones too. Don't remember. I think he just beats them up. I think he shows them one other. I think he, maybe this is a power more powerful action. More powerful action. Oh, when he's running up to the tower, we should mention he fucking blocks bullets with his fucking powerful like a badass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's then, deflecting yeah, bullets. Wax them all, pull bolts up. Okay, so yeah, General White's like, hey, if you want the village elder, come up if you dare. And just Goku no-sells him. He's like, thanks, that's exactly what I'll do. And just books up the stairs. Yep. He's like, thanks for telling me the right way. Um, I love that this feels like maybe the origination, if not the most popular conception of every floor a new guy. Every floor, a new lieutenant you must fight to get to the next floor. I don't know if this is... I don't know. I feel like this might be a trope from from long ago, but maybe I'm wrong. It probably is, but I feel like a lot of animes sure, yeah. expose this. And video games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's Dragon Ball. It's the biggest thing ever. It's obviously not the only one that's done this, but maybe. Maybe. But, so, it's the Terminator. Yeah. It's, it's just a big robot. At first, I didn't Arnold Schwarzenegger think- voice. At first, I didn't think he was a robot. Sorry, let me rephrase that. At first, I thought he was a robot. Then he shows up and he looks like a dude, a big hulking dude with red hair and glasses. I was like, oh, that's not a robot. That's just a guy. Big guy. I should have assumed he was a robot because 
You're right. Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Yes. Is a Terminator Acts reference. like Terminator. Like, not even Terminator reference. It's basically the Terminator in in it. Like, yep. he's just, he's, he's the Terminator. Yeah, we get a series <laughs> of Goku, like, knocking him out, walking away. So, yeah, this is a, not, not even just Goku. Also him. Like, three times he calls his own victory. Yeah. When he thinks Goku is down. Yeah. And also the people watching. Because now we have, people, we forgot to mention, but General White and his really fast ninja friend are watching all these fights go down, including the first one, where he sees the after image. That is uh, Ninja Master Murasaki. Yeah, we don't know that yet. But, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just watching Goku fight uh, Major Metalatron. And something about this floor of the tower basically forces Goku to play in turn-based combat. Yep. Because that's what happens. Because Goku is much faster than this guy. I'm much pretty faster. Sure. Yeah. But they just basically just take both blow. Yeah. This but, is honestly maybe the most damage I think we see Goku take in almost any fight. I was thinking that too, but then I you got to remember the Jackie Chun. The Jackie Chun, there was a lot. They were fighting for hours. They were, but we did. I I don't know how much damage we saw Goku True. take. This, yeah, no, we didn't see like it. The hits feel more impactful. Like every time Goku gets punched, it's like it like flattens his face. He yeah, is because this guy's trying to kill Goku, right. unlike Master Roshi, who is. Just, you know, trying to knock him out of the ring. Kill his ego. Yeah. <laughs> Which it doesn't exist. <laughs> no, no ego Never on this happened. boy. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets even stomped at one point in flattened. Flattened and then kicked. And then kicked. So, But yeah, he goes back and forth with everyone thinking that Goku's down after one punch. Yeah. And he's like, nope, he gets back up. We eventually get Major Vitalitron doing like a kind of what seems like a last resort. He yeah, fires a getting... mouth rocket. Is asked me a lot. He, yeah, we get a pers- a, his perspective, which I think is going to be iconic, of like the like the green vision with the lasers coming down, and then like a targeting system. Being like, this is my enemy. Well, that's where it's really you know the Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's all the Terminator, but right, but especially that part where we mm-hmm. see their point of view. Yeah, it's so really funny how much this is just a Terminator. Mouth opens up super wide. I thought he was firing a laser beam at yeah, first. You see like a like a light charging deep in his fucking throat and then just missile. Yeah, Wham! just the missile. Nuclear looking missile, like a little, what are those, mini nuke missile coming at him. Yeah, it's just like a rocket propelled grenade. Yep. Goku dodges it, but everyone thinks he got killed. Well, he dodges it and then it's op- it's heat seeking and it comes back around to try and get him again and it looks like it gets him. And Nope. No, he dodged it very he do- easily. He dodged it very Everyone easily. Everyone else thought he got it and Major Metallica is sitting there giving the V for victory over and over again to the fucking hole where going, Goku was. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Victory. So, Goku victory. says, well, since we're showing off special moves, he go- he jumps up from the corner and says, hey, over here, <laughs> and starts charging up his Kamehameha wave as the guy runs up at him. Blast Major Metallotron's head off. Yeah. Goku thinks he's killed a man. Yeah, and he feels bad about it, and he- and to be fair... Goku had been punching him very hard, like yeah. full max power, and he's kept getting up like three, four times before this. So, like, he <laughs> believes that he's very strong. Right. Granted, the Kamehameha is super fucking powerful. Like, he's seen the destructive power of this thing. Like, yeah. he should know what it could do to somebody if it hit them. Yep. Oh, well. I guess but he hasn't seen it hit a person yet. He then gets uh, introduced to a rocket fist. <laughs> so blows his head off. He thinks he kills him, and he's like, "Oh, well, you were a great fight," and like prays to him. Yeah, is honoring him. Mm-hmm. 
gets hit with a rocket punch. We get more fights. Goku does like a Sonic the Hedgehog spin dash right through his heart. And one thing I think is really interesting, I think one of the first times I've really seen this is like for an extended period of time, Goku is actually like afraid of the Danger Totalico because like he thinks it's a monster because he blew its head off. And to Goku, like if the head goes away, the thing's dead. There's no no right. if ands or buts. <laughs> and he doesn't really understand what a robot is. Nope. Because even the guy tells him it's a robot, you fool, it's not a monster. But he's still like very much like afraid until he gets hit again. He gets cut on his cheek and he gets angry. Yeah, and he's getting pissed. And then he decides to like, yeah. Spin dash. <laughs> I mean, basically just dive head first through yeah. the hole that he made with his power pole. True. Uh thrice through his heart. And still not dead. So he's pissed off and starts charging another Kamehameha wave. And right before he utters the last word, Major Metallica does the powering down noise. I can't. And Goku recognizes that as the defeated I, opponent. After I, about 10, 15 times of not being defeated. I can't. I can't. Major Metallica, General Snow. It's just like, this is the alternate universe of the Dragon Ball names. That's his name. It's just, you're like Berenstein bearing me. Like... <laughs> And so the guys watching are like, oh, I think one really important thing. The first time that Goku gets tricked and thinks he knocks him out because he punches him into the wall and he falls over dead. He starts to go up the stairs. He gets grabbed. Yeah. And like a super grapple. And like the thing about this guy that he's like the super strong one. Right. Like, right. No, like he's no one stronger than him. So he gets Goku in a double handed grab from behind. And then we get like a battle of strengths fight of hit Goku from inside the already obtained grapple, like breaking out of it. Yeah, Goku him, breaks like, out. Full, full muscle. Of course. And it's like, this is where I'm like, the ego really dawns on me. Where like, the ninja guy and the, and white were like, this guy is just the strongest, as in pow- like strong right, muscle strength. power. Grabbed this kid in a full grapple, had him dead to rights, literally dead to rights. Yeah. And he just breaks out of it raw strength and is also way faster than him. Like, if that doesn't check your ego when you see, like, an unbelievably incredible feat like that, I yeah. don't know what... Nothing's going to save these guys. Hey, look, Major Metalotron, he had brawn, but he didn't have brains. He didn't have enough brawn. Unlike, <laughs> unlike the next man Goku's going to fight. And the first of maybe of coming of more robot people. Who knows? That are good at battling. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, instead we got uh, uh we got a ninja, ninja Murasaki. Ninja Murasaki for the next episode. Which brings us to episode 37, Ninja Murasaki is coming. I just oh, I just want to say also episode 36 really good episode. Like, yeah. One of my I think like 35 36 one of my favorite double showing of like this is like just great Goku whooping ass. Like great Goku whooping ass, and like Goku, like we see Goku getting a little bit like smarter and more like. It's also the good comedic bits land. Yeah, the good comedic bits land. There's not, there's no like, like endless perversion. There's really no perversion whatsoever. No, none, not um, in these two. Because yeah, I just wanted to mention these episodes. Really good note because because this I'm one. Coming. <laughs> Woo, okay, <laughs> I was hoping we get more combo of good episodes in the tower. Goku's quest to save the village chief from Muscle Tower is in danger of coming to an untimely end. And what? <laughs> oh man, I love this Wikipedia. This is so much fun. So, okay. 
Goku's quest to save the village chief from Muscle Tower is in danger of coming to an untimely end when he confronts the fourth floor guard. Ninja Murasaki, known as the Messenger of Death, this villain has an arsenal of lethal techniques at his disposal. And he plans to use every one of them as he leads Goku through a treacherous obstacle course where nothing is as it seems. You know, I gotta say, this guy doesn't actually have intellect either. He's just really fast, mostly. Because uh, he's also not very smart. Yeah, so we see this man just go super fast, just constantly zipping zoom and zapping. In. That's the one thing we know. He zoomed in to the to, to his appearance and he's zooming out. We get a brief, like, introduction to him where we see him taking out, like, a group of ruffians. Ninjas. Ninjas. Because they had, like, the metal finger. And, and were... if you hear him coming, you're already dead. Yeah, if you see a silhouette, it's already too late. It's too late. We get a little, like, shadow kind of fight thing where Goku's, like, in this, like, forest area in complete darkness. But, like, shurikens and kunais are coming out at him. And while I was watching this, after watching Goku um, just eat a hail of bullets two episodes ago. I don't I know why these are dangerous. Myself, <laughs> yeah, would these even hurt Goku? And then I'm thinking, would a sword even hurt Goku? Like, bullets, I think, are going to have more piercing damage than a kunai or uh, I mean, there's more there's more weight behind those. Maybe it's like bladed weapons. So Goku is weak against bladed weapons, but not blunt weapons. His tail was able to be cut off pretty seemingly pretty easy by scissors in gorilla mode. Yeah, so like maybe, a reverse skeleton. Maybe cutting does hurt him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> Goku's stat card weak against uh, slashing. So Goku's just you know basically on instinct dodging all of these. I assuming our lethal attacks coming from him in the from in complete darkness. Yep. And honestly, how long could Goku keep it up? Could he do this forever? We'd never find out because instantly the ninja opens up the like shutters and lets in all the light. I think does he do You're right, he right. He does. That's yes, he does. And then he do he, when once he does that. He and I think this is one thing that kind of explains what that why this coming up so so weird. Is that he goes and he does his finishing move. Like, when he did the, the introduction, it was, he had this one move. Right. When you see his silhouette, you're dead. Right. And so, you know, Goku is hiding behind this rock. And he's like, I can't see him, but I can sense him somewhere close. Mm-hmm. Right. He just senses that he is close. Right. right? Via his malice. Uh, his you know, <laughs> combat malice that's coming for him. And... Goku immediately turns around, and the guy's there with a sword up, ready to swing down. And he's like, you're not supposed to do that. And then, like, swings, breaks the fucking, shatters the rock, and Goku dodges the attack. And I think, a callback to Birdie Wing, I think this just breaks his opponent. Like, when Goku dodges this attack, like, turns around, sees him, dodges the attack, it just breaks his his opponent. He basically has no other moves left. That was his only (laughs) move. And when that failed... He was like, fuck, I don't have anything else. I just, I think it literally broke him and his psyche. And so he just kind of like started trying to trick Goku. Time for hide and seek. Oh no, I'm hiding behind the American flag and not my tree disguise. And it's not even really like a trick though, because he's actually hiding. Like he's not making Goku go and count 30 seconds with his head to the tree and then tries to cut his head off. Right. He goes to actually hide. Right. He makes Goku count to 30. And also, I think this is what what I was thinking. When you started the summary from the Wikipedia, I was like, 
Goku could have used this summary while he's fucking playing hide and seek with this guy. Because <laughs> you do have something to do here. And if he's not going to stop you, you might as well keep going up. Just go up. <laughs> this guy ain't doing shit. Wait, so he's just getting distracted by this man and it's trying to show him all his cool ninja moves and his ninja techniques that are all bad. This guy sucks. This he's guy a bad sucks. ninja. And he says, outclassed. Like, he's a fast guy. He can yeah. take out dudes. But not but Goku. He, he's not. No, he's not. He's Goku, not Goku's level. Yeah, he he gets into a race with Goku at one point. He's like, can't catch me, and like Goku almost does. He has to throw caltrops to stop Goku. Goku picks up sandals, starts running, runs back to ca- pick up sandals, <laughs> and then catches up. Yeah, I do love the only real thing I really like in this episode. It's the shots of, like, Goku getting closer to the ninja. Yes, the chase scene is pretty funny. Of, the like, chase scene's really The ninja good. looking really, really afraid for his fucking life. He panicked. And it's 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 really funny because, so he, like, is still thinking this is a life in a situation, but is also, like, it's really about him testing his ninja abilities, like, because he already had his ninja spirit fucking shattered yeah. when Goku dodges the attack. So he's, like, trying to, like, pick up the pieces of his ninja ego by, like, challenging him <laughs> to all these ninja fights and bat Like, like yeah. proofs of ninja ability. Ninja and challenges. Gets beat in every single one instantly, basically. Like, he goes to hide underwater with a straw, like the old oh my ninja with underwater with a straw. And Goku sees him because a frog lands on his face. He Frees out a bunch of bubbles, even though he clearly hears them anyways. So Goku. he goes and gets a kettle of water from inside the house. And hot. Hot. A boiling water and pours it down into the straw pipe. It's brutal. Brutalizing. I was worried that Goku would... My brain was like, ah, oh, it's been a while since we had a Goku pee joke. Is he gonna pee in the breathing reed? Yeah, that it definitely could have been that. It could have gone that way, and it didn't. It did the better one, the funnier one. <laughs> yeah, that one was really funny, honestly. <laughs> I hate this dude. And I hate I, Mirasaki. I don't. I hate. I don't like this episode. But this is one of the like actually making me kind of laugh out loud a little bit episodes where it's just yeah. so fucking weird and silly. Like, just such a huge tone shift from the last two episodes. It just feels so... It just also feels so weird because it does have a lot of, like, what are we even doing here? Yeah, what are we doing here? Because then... Like, the the, the, calf, the general is up there like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's lost his marbles. Because he literally has lost his marbles. Like, he's... Like, he's gone. He's gone at this point, basically. And, and so, he's like, hey, get serious. Kill this kid. In this fight now. And so he does a Mirasaki does a giant jump. Well he said he looks at Goku, he says, Alright, this time we're editing it for real. It draws his sword. Yeah. And Goku's like And this is a really I think this is one of the weirdest um what's it called? Like lines given by Goku's very, very good voice actor. Where it's like Oh yeah. I think it's I think it's actually well done, but it comes across like very threatening. Whereas like Goku was pretty much tired of these games anyways. Uh-huh. And so he's like Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I can't wait to beat your ass right now. So <laughs> Murasaki does his jump and he's like, Oblivion awaits you. Yep, jump. So he does the jump up high in the air and yeah. down A as Link. And Goku's like, I've already got my ass beat a dozen times doing this move and have fought someone who was much better at this move than you were. Hold on. First, though, again, Oblivion awaits you. And then Goku oh, says, yes. who's that? Oblivion, who's that? Is, that? is he on the next floor? Oh, my God. <laughs> Such a burn. 
Oh shit! Scotty <laughs> called it the shot. He said, "I'm pointing to the home run. This battle's over." Yeah, <laughs> and he kind of does point the home run. He, he does. He's. <laughs> <laughs> so he jumps up in the air, coming down all his weight and might. He just... Goku places his pole directly under Murasaki's ass. And just hops back. And he uh impales himself on the power pole. Yeah. Murasaki impales himself on Extremely the power pole. Extremely hard. <laughs> and it's stuck. And it's stuck. And he's hopping around, hooting and howling. Hooting and hollering, acting like a dog, too. Goku's just... just dying laughing. He's like, you got a tail like me now, too. And dies laughing some more. <laughs> Yeah, he like hits the pole at one point on a tree and it's like <laughs> to the pole and howl some more. Oh my god, it's so weird. This it's man just funny. has a pole in his ass and yeah. he's having a bad time. He's having a bad time, as you would after landing your ass after on landing a pole. on it like that. No, yeah, he's hurt. He's incredibly like that's internal damage going on. That is rectal trauma. Yeah, <laughs> he's not okay. But he actually is though. It's not. Well, he, it's it's a cartoon. Yeah, so Goku, like, removes the power pole, <laughs> Murasaki's like, alright, fine, and he, like, goes to, they have, like, a quick, like, sword v. power pole battle, and Goku just breaks overhand, the sword. Yeah, overhand attack. Right. He, he goes to block and just shatters the sword. Hey, and since there's no sword, it's not fair, we gotta use our fists. He's like, yeah, since I'm unarmed, why don't you fight me unarmed? And Goku's like, sure. Sure, I'll kick your ass. A funny line, honestly, because what he does next... I don't think it even matters whether or not he's armed. I guess Goku could have blocked it with his power pole or something. But he he's not actually unarmed. He's holding with the boomerang blade that we saw earlier. Yeah. We didn't talk about boomerang blade in the dark. Whatever. Goku. He dodges it. Throws the boomerang blade. Uh, Goku dodges it. And this is when Goku's like, you've been tricking me. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> like, you're not actually just a cool guy that wants the battle or whatever. You're not you're very nice. You're actually a bad dude. Um, Murasaki's like, this is life or death, kid. Yeah, you, yeah, there's no, it's no fair fights. <laughs> yeah. And Goku gets hit in the head and presumably knocked out and or dead and or he's yeah, playing. Boomerang Blade comes back, hits in the head. A hundred percent sure Goku is armed. Obviously because Goku, but mostly we've actually seen him take a stronger Boomerang Blade attack straight to his dome anyways from yep. Chi Wait, yep. no, that wasn't, that wasn't, him. I remember it wasn't Goku. It was Masaroshi who took it straight to the head. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I was trying to remember who got hit in the head with who the boomerang blade. Who got hit with the scythe? Because we've head. seen the boomer, like the the scythe, yeah, attack before. The narrator's great in this. Yes, because the narrator's like, is Goku pretending? I was like, I wonder if Goku's pretending. <laughs> since you're asking that question, <laughs> I think it hurt, but maybe he's pretending. I think Goku. I think one thing that's interesting about this tower, Goku learning like some lessons about. Because like, if Boma and them were here, she would have told him, like, stop fucking around. Like, just beat this guy's ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's like, kind of, like, learning life lessons about, like, these people are bad people. And they're trying to, like, hurt you and kill you. Yeah. Um, you and, need like, to kick their ass. So, like, in, in the first, in the second part where he's fighting against the one guy, he keeps, le- like, leaving him standing over and over again. Instead of just destroying him outright from the get-go. Because he is just much faster and stronger. So, he could have just, you know, blown him out immediately yeah um granted the guy was super tough but like after a couple of times you see that so it's like literally like you gotta fucking put these guys down because they are they're gonna hurt you <laughs> if you don't and then like this one where it's like these people are gonna try and trick you like you should have known coming in here that this guy is not why are you playing games with him like you yeah. have more important things to be doing like it's interesting like things that he kind of has to like learn along the way because he's naive which is basically he's still, yeah he's still naive and he believes in the good of people the narrator 
throughout all these episodes also describes um General White's dastardly plans, which we have no clue are, but he has dastardly plans and apparently this muscle tower is a part of it. Which I believe that it actually I, I guess I used to show Daxter Pound's getting the Dragon Balls. Right, but he says it in a weird way. It's like, there's plans, like, plural. Sure, yeah, I mean, he's probably got, yeah, maybe, there's probably some shit coming. Yep, I just, I can't wait to hear, I can't wait for Goku to 1v1 General White and we hear the dastardly plans. So, this episode, yeah, so, this episode is really weird. It's really I weird. I like the tower so, so as far, like, and thinking about it, back on it, I liked it more thinking back on it, but... Watching that episode, like, it doesn't sound that bad when you describe it, but man. It goes, it was, I think the bits it, go on for too long yeah. is the issue. They really overstate something. Like, this guy should not have been a two-episode battle. Like, this guy deserves no kind of two-episode battle. Like, it's literally 80% him stalling, which is kind of what makes it annoying, where it's like, Goku, you need to get out of here, but you're just playing all these silly-ass games, this guy. Oh, yeah. And um I'm going to announce the next episode titles, and you're going to just... Ooh, okay, so the next episode, so next episode is episode 38, five Murasaki's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> episode 39, Mysterious Android number nine. Oh. Sorry, number eight. Ooh, foreshadowing not very far away. <laughs> and episode 40, Horrifying Bunyan. Bunyan? Bayan. Bayan. So I wonder how tall this tower is. I don't, I don't know why the ninja's at the top hanging out with General White if he wasn't the second to last one. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, to be fair, maybe General White is the android. Nine. Number nine. Eight. Um, or whatever. That makes sense to me. Um, well, we'll find out. Hey. Soon. Next time. So you can listen to my other podcast, Club Flashpoint. It is a video game game club podcast. Every month we play a new game. This... Last month recording was Bayonetta, a lot of fun. Talk about kink and queer stuff about Bayonetta. And currently we are playing Resident Evil 4, the original. So you should check that out when it releases at the end of the month. Hell yeah! <laughs> Cherry, do you have anything you want to promote? Hell no! <laughs> um. So yeah, until next time. Go, go, Dragon Ball! Go, go, Dragon Ball! Go, go, Dragon Ball!